Hey, welcome to Losing the Faith. If this is your first time listening, thanks for listening. Just so you know what you're getting into for the next hour, this is a San Diego Padres baseball podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm joined by two of my best friends and two of the biggest Padre fans I know, David and Adam. Over the next hour, we're going to talk Padres baseball like Padre fans. We'll recap how the Padres performed last week. We'll look towards next week and what they have on deck. We're definitely going to do some bullshitting and make fun of each other and probably play a little trivia and have some fun. So if you want to sit around and talk Padres baseball with us, we'd love for you to join us. Thanks for listening. Oh, doctor! You can hang a star on that, baby! Baby, 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 baby. You're listening to the Losing the Faith Podcast with Ryan, David, and Adam. Welcome back to Losing the Faith. Rough series. We'd be, we be losing it. Yeah. David, how you feeling over there, man? You look sad. I I am sad, but you know what? Um, this is uh, not any time Shut to freak up. out. Oh, don't start with this shit. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to tell you, oh, I'm going to tell you why. It. Tell you why. Okay. Um, as, as Stathead has directed me, Teams have had five game losing streaks and they've ended up perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Can we agree it's not early? I mean, it's not talking. early anymore. Yeah, we're we're starting to get into the danger zone, I think. There's definitely there's definitely um, uh, occurrences of teams having really terrible records going into the all star break, uh, even as recently as the Braves. What was that like two seasons ago? Yeah, I was going to say, here's just the the Padres' uh, longest losing so, streaks. Five, are we really going to more? So we no. lost five games last year, five games Yo, here's in 2020. I, talking about the, oh, we'll be okay. Other teams have, have made runs. Like, that's all fine. Like, I, I, I believe the Padres will make a run. The problem for me is that the Padres have not been fun to watch. They've been just not fun to watch. Okay. We, we kind of started to turn it around, um, in that Mexico city series, but then, you know, just the last seven games have been awful, you know, but that's awful. been Padres brand yep. baseball for the last two seasons. They were other than the playoffs last year, they were painful to watch. And they do some of the things that you need them to do. Like, okay, we we drew some walks. We got some guys on. And then I, I don't know which combination is my favorite um, in terms of how to make three outs with runners in scoring position. I don't know if I prefer the strikeout, strikeout, <laughs> pop out, or if maybe the fan favorite is infield, pop out, double play, ground out, or strikeout, strikeout, uh line out because sometimes there's like a little little glimmer of hope there on a hard hit ball but you already screwed the pooch when you you know left a guy on third and got two consecutive outs that couldn't bring him home i'm just man i'm just tired of watching them not score it's freaking boring if those of you listening can't tell adam is really stoked at the padres leading the league or being leading the league or being last in the league there it is with runners in scoring position. That's pathetic. It's a great number. Give us no the number. clutch hitting. Yeah. 
Yeah, that'd be a 198 oh batting average. The only the the irony yeah, of this dude. whole thing is that for all of the shit talk we were giving Soto, which he deserved, he's the only guy that has absolutely been destroying the ball, and the rest of the team has gone completely flat. Uh, we got to give Tatis his credit too. He's been playing well. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been playing There's well. Two. He's been playing well. Very well. But yes, Soto seems to have turned it around quite a bit. Although I will say that some of his hits still leave a little something to be desired. No, you're so hypercritical. And I am this hypercritical. Is coming, this is coming from an also hypo, hypercritical person. So I, I'm going to, I recognize myself and you, and I think that you need to embrace that right now we only have two <laughs> good players, and he is currently one of them. So who's get better? On board. Get on board. Tatis or Soto? Tatis. All day. All day. Yeah, All day. yeah, but so, yeah. So Soto's Soto's playing is. well. Finally. He's hitting well. Let's just be clear about that, because everything else about his game uh, is still kind of correct. Eh. Yeah. Well, I, here's what I was saying though. We, you know, I think we we lost five games in a row, and Padres are playing the Royals right now. If you lose any of those three games, yeah, you're in trouble. Uh, it's four to four to nothing now, so it looks like we're going to snap a five-game losing streak, and that—that's pretty much the only thing that has me keeping hope now. Is there are so many World Series winners who have had five-game losing streaks, and it's fine, it's whatever. And and then I went and looked at the Padres' record through the first forty-one games in a season, and that's that's where yeah, I lost. It's bad quickly. Well, last year, last year we were twenty-seven and fourteen. 2021, we were 24 and 17. Same with the COVID year, 2020. We were 22 and 19 in 2019. Man, it's a lot, lot of numbers, but all of them over 500. So okay. Well, on? if we're going to play the silver lining, I'm going to give myself false hope game. Uh, that, which you, you love which, that game. What, yeah, what do you. <laughs> that's your if favorite we're going to play it, let, let me finish. Um, I, I guess I would much, much rather have a slow start and a strong finish than the reverse, which is what we have been exposed to is a terrific start. Mm-hmm. And then a God awful ending to the season. Um, so, I mean, I guess it would be nice to have it in reverse order. You want to have the momentum going into the playoffs, but again, just the product mm-hmm. right now is so boring. You get runners it's on, bad. just you can't get them in. It's just it's freaking boring. Yeah, it's bad baseball. I mean, not being able to hit with runners on, that's the whole game. And I don't care about exit velocity or hard hit rates. Hit when guys are on. So we got to ask again, like, why don't the Padres have a dedicated hitting coach? Dave, you said they have a hitting coordinator. What's wrong with hiring a hitting coach? I I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'm I'm not sure how the logistics work. I I got Matt Williams is not only a third base coach. I know he's their uh, infield instructor. So uh, I guess we have a hitting instructor in Morgan Burkhart. Who the hell is that? You're right. Uh, maybe a hitting coach. Maybe a hitting coach isn't the thing that. 
Uh, we're used to seeing, oh, you don't know good old Morgan, Morgan Burkhart with uh, thir- 30 career major league hits? No, I do not. Not familiar with his work. He is our uh, our batting practice coach, is what it sounds like. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Doing a great job, guys. At this Keep level, up the good work. Is, at this level, is there a symbolic move that you could make here that would boost numbers or confidence or does it not matter because they're all big leaguers what do you mean do you mean like hiring somebody or firing just, somebody ju- yeah just some sort of shake up like hire someone fire someone i i would prefer just to hire someone i don't i'm not trying to like sit here on this podcast and name names on who gets the axe i just austin there, Nola. there has there has to be some sort of change and right now, from the start of the season till now, there's been no spark, no change. We had one, one kind of a couple series back to back where it seemed like we were going to put something together. And I know, granted, we we ran into the Dodgers, and I talked about this in earlier podcasts this season, is that the Dodgers are going to figure their stuff out. And of course they did much sooner than we did. And now the Dodgers are on a tear. And so those are tough games. Yes. But I don't even feel like you believe what you're saying. Yeah, because I was going to say this team on paper should not get swept by the Dodgers where those are those years should be behind us. This team is too good. I mean, again, look at who we have on our roster how are we batting sub 200 with runners in scoring position? How? Yeah, we have a 225 team average. They just, in general, the team is is playing very 2018 Padres. Sometimes yeah. you can get away with lower averages when guys have timely hits, and we're doing neither right now. Yeah, you're talking about the Giants in 2021. Like, I don't think a single guy batted above 265, but they just hit at the right time. And they won 100 games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we hired game. their hitting coach, and then he left after one season. I mean, awesome. what does that tell you? That's kind of weird for a coach uh, just to be like, all right, cool, thanks, I'm out, because what? You're just guessing. I mean, he could have got a better I'm job guessing. offer. He took the same job for the Indians. So maybe he got paid more. Maybe he has a family in Cleveland. I, don't, I mean. Yeah, I'd go to Cleveland if I had the choice. Yeah. yeah. I, I, said, I said he had family in Cleveland, so. No, no disrespect to the city of Cleveland. Yeah, Thanks my family could not get me to leave San Diego to go to Cleveland. Yeah, my goodness. Well, I, we got Tatis who's hitting hot. We got Soto who's been hitting well recently, and that's about the only positives we can take away. Is there anything else you guys can can dig up that that is going right what, recently? In a just searching for what's streak? going right. There's not much going I, right. Soto and Tatis are going right. I think pitching. Well, it's e- I it's think easy pitching to look has at been okay. It, I don't think that I even want to hear your or Ryan's take on pitching because it's a completely dumb position to be in as a bullpen and or as a starting rotation when your team is scoring so few runs to be throwing shade at like what they're doing. 
And I disagree. We, Tim we Hill. Won, God, you and your axe to grind with Tim Hill. So we had, um, I don't know which season it was, but a few seasons um, ago, we won a lot of close games, right? Potters won a ton mm-hmm. of close games. And I think I had said at some point this year that it made me nervous that we were, if we came down to that, I don't know that we could pull those wins out. Or, or maybe I posed the question, what if we don't win those games? And we haven't been, right? Momentum is just so freaking gone. It yeah, it does. It does almost seem like the the pitching staff has been doing enough uh, that they're almost thriving under a struggling offense. It's it's a weird way to look at it. But. I don't know, man. Tim Hill giving up back to back jacks to Mookie and uh, and uh, Freddie Freeman isn't doing all right doing all right you're talking about two of the best hitters in baseball like doesn't mean you can give up back-to-back nukes dude it's it's he's not a closer he's a bullpen arm you you're asking you're you're acting like bullpen guys are never going to give up home runs to guys named mookie betts or freddie freeman obviously that's not true i'm just pointing out a fact that Tim Hill gave up back-to-back jacks to Freeman and Betts, and no matter who you are, giving up back-to-back home runs to anyone sucks. It really makes Ryan happy. Maybe even, like, happy. It does not make me happy. Just because I'm right doesn't mean I'm happy about being right. Oh, no, I just meant the Dodgers. Oh, you mean the Dodgers going 3-0 against the Padres? The Padres not hitting with runners in scoring position? And the only two players that showed up to actually play were Tatis and Soto. That awesome series that we just got to watch. Yeah, it was rough, man. Yeah, we got on. We got Spanked. Owned. I got a, I got a few texts, and and there's not there's not much you can say. About I have a no, I have a positive takeaway from oh, the Dodgers for series. Sake. I'm sick of the positivity. What do you got? No, it's searching, but it's still there. Um, Hassan Kim finally like actually got into one. And, and hit a home run, like, I think over 400. I mean, actually ripped one. It wasn't just a dinker over the wall. I'm like, okay, okay, there's there's the yep. power that, that we heard about from the KBO. Like, okay. I don't know what pitch he hit it off of, but, I mean, he nuked one. So that, that's a good sign. David, in your opinion, is Hassan Kim a yeah. starting second baseman in the big leagues? That's a no, it's an easy question. question. I, don't, I don't think... I, I, I don't think he is, but I have a recent discovery, and I'm I'm a stat head, so I'll okay. listen to it, and and give give Kim a little bit more credit than I have. Currently, he has the top defensive WAR, wins above replacement for any player. Really, in League Baseball. One point. He has a one point two. Uh, that means wins above a replacement level player. So Kim has made a significant like. Just defense alone, he's done more than some guys have wow. on offense Love in terms that. of that Great calculation. Um, so I don't think he's a starter with this bat, but I certainly do. With so do you think that metric gives him trade value? Yeah. Oh, get rid right? of Right? Like maybe sure. capitalize so high. high. Who are you going after? What position are you going after if you're trading Hassan Kim? Yeah. I, I, th- I don't think you're getting much. Maybe a reliever. Okay. Maybe a uh, maybe a prospect and a 
bench guy. I don't know. You're not getting much. Really? Even though he can play shortstop and is sounds like one of the best defensive players in baseball. You don't think we can get much for him? Mm-hmm. No. I just I don't think he gives you enough on offense to be a huge selling okay. chip. He doesn't steal bases. He's not a maniac on the bases. So um, I, I have know. a question. Is launch angle still a thing? It, what do you mean? Yeah, but I, I was making the argument that with the shift being gone, putting balls in play hard, uh, so balls hit hard, your uh, exit velocity is um, I'm Ryan, this I'm asking because I'm curious about... How, how hard is it to modify your swing? Like retooling your swing. Like how, how difficult is that? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's like learning anything else and just tweaking something and practicing and feeling uncomfortable and then getting used to it. So probably a lot pretty of, hard. I think a lot of guys, I'm thinking specifically of Cronenworth here. Mm. Um, Thank you. I think he had a really good swing. And then I think he tweaked it for launch angle. Had a little more home runs and really, but if 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 he's not hitting that that deck on you know that pull side, um, he's kind of selling out for that, mm. and his 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 average is suffering. But I I think that that this could probably be said about a lot of guys in the league. And I'm curious again, how hard it is to retool now that adjustments in the game have been made. But I don't know if management is focusing on this kind of metric and is still really in favor of home runs. Like, Let's, I don't know if contracts are still like, Hey, you know, bonuses per home runs hit or whatever. But, um, I would just, I would really like to see him fix his swing, man. Yeah. I mean, look, it's my understanding too, that across the league, and I know we talk about like the pitch clock and some of the changes to the game, but I think offensive metrics are up across the board, except with the Padres as one of the outliers. Yeah, I, I don't know. The, the thing to me is that Tatis is one of the best hitters in the league. Yeah, he's incredible. He he obviously is going to be one of those guys that I'm going to say, oh, you should just hit like Tatis, which is stupid. It's like, oh, you should just hit like Tony Gwynn. Um, that's dumb, right? But... Tatis is routinely hitting power to opposite field warning track down the line, right? Like he's, and Manny does a good job of this too when he's on, is hitting where the ball, hitting the ball where it's thrown to them. Do you think, do you? Yeah, and, and I love, I don't I love think, that argument. Certainly, I don't think Tatis is in a position to tell any of his teammates how to change their approach. Hell no. no. Nobody wants to hear from Tatis. Well, and also so I don't maybe think... Machado, but he's slumping. No, I like so. Who's going to be the guy to be like, "Yo, Jake, let's." Uh, I noticed that you're doing this, and you or or like, maybe he is. Maybe he's been looking at tape and he's trying to work on it. But I just haven't seen a change in the approach. And we just do. We just signed totally him. To like, it was a seven year extension. Eight. So I'm like, dude, figure it out. Like. Yeah, this can't be the next eight years, or otherwise we have another Hosmer on our hands. Like, it's the curse of the first base, freaking Padres. You know, I don't, I don't know. Well, let's look at to yeah. the entire lineup because the more I look at it, the more it just seems so top heavy, and maybe the drop off between 
you know, one through five and then six through nine is just massive. And clearly it is. I mean, those guys at the top are superstars, but Grisham, Cronenworth, Hassan Kim, Austin Nola. I mean, that that is pretty poor bottom of the order. Yeah, but the distinction here is that each one of those guys in individual seasons has shined pretty bright. Right now, all of them do not look like the version of themselves that we bought into. Right? We signed Nola off his career year. We um, Grisham had a great season. I think his first season with the Padres. 2020, I think, was pretty good, too. Cronenworth had a great season his first year. Um, Hassan Kim had a great season last year. I mean, I, I know that it was kind of like an under the radar great season, but I think he finished the season hitting 250 or something like that, you know, which is pretty good for, I, I think, what people were expecting. Yeah, it, it is kind of weird. And, and this is something that I have, I would say, been a critic of AJ Preleron. Not that I know what I'm doing. Um, but that he likes big, flashy, shiny things. So you, you just look at 2015, like when he spent half of his piggy bank uh, on on a few guys. He got Derek Norris. He got Justin Upton. Um, he got Matt Kemp. He got Matt Kemp. Um, James Shields. Uh, uh, James, James Shields. He got all these huge pieces, and it looked fantastic on paper, and there was no glue. They'd, nothing worked between them. And I am seeing that now. I'm seeing this individual mindset um, where where there's no, it doesn't yeah. seem like a team right now, where there's a, there's, a, there's a leader pumping guys up and chewing guys out. They're just kind of an all-star team. Yeah. Uh, do, right do you think that the timing of the World Baseball Classic kind of threw a wrench in the team having time to bond together and and figure their stuff out and kind of like build a rapport. I don't think so. Why These not? guys are pros. They've played 40 games together. Some more. I think at this point they need to be professionals and play up to their level. Chemistry matters though. I mean, Agreed. I think so chemistry then, matters a ton. So then it would affect the timing of it. I think and maybe and here's the thing. I, I, I think that if you're, Preller and you see the way that Tatis and Soto interact with each other in previous seasons at the all-star break and like Machado. And so, you know, those guys are all like bantering and there's, there, there is a rapport there. And then you got to figure out, Oh, we're going to sign him and our team is just going to be meshing really nice, but you don't know what that looks like when guys aren't hitting. And so, yeah, it is interesting who who down the stretch here is going to be the voice of the team. And no no disrespect to Nelson Cruz, but I don't really buy into the fact that a 42-year-old is going to be like the the leader of the team. Like he has the knowledge, he has this like wisdom and so years ageist. of experience. No, I'm not ageist. I just don't yeah, think that he's in the position to to lead from from his role with the team. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was almost ageist in a positive way for Cruz. The only reason he was even considered is that he's old. Like, you, you know, you probably should be a leader. I get what Adam's saying, and I, and I kind of agree with you guys. I think there is a lack of team cohesion, and I think part of that, you're going to hate me for saying this, 
But I think part of that stems from the fact that there aren't any organizational players on the big league club that make an impact. All these guys are brought in from outside the organization. And I really like, I never played for a major league baseball organization, but I got to feel like a lot of the guys, especially if you're taken out of high school, you've got a sense of loyalty to the, to the team that drafted you when you get to that big league stage. And that I feel like is something the Padres don't have any of. There's no team pride necessarily. It's just a bunch of, Big name guys with big salaries playing in a Padres uniform, which is cool, but I just don't think it has that same kind of team energy when guys come up through the system and feel a sense of pride wearing those colors. I, I, think, I, it's a I good think it's super valid, actually. And I think we see a little bit of that with hmm. Tatis because we got him so young. He was a teenager when AJ plucked him from the uh, White Sox. So I think the reason he is so vibrant out on the field is that he is playing for the team that believed in him. And he is like a barrier. Yeah. But yeah. even though he's not drafted by us, he grew he did. up in the system. Is essentially, you got to have a certain amount of time or years of service. And so I, you know, even the way I he talks it. about the Padres and how he's just loving the team. I don't see that from anybody else. It's Tatis. He is the heart of the whole squad. And I don't know if he's big enough to be able to pump up all those egos and those big contracts, especially when those guys are struggling. I can imagine they're just like, oh, fucking Eeyore. I'm so sad. I think Machado has has said a lot. Um, He said a lot of the right things in terms of, you know, I... I love this city. I love the fans, right? He says all those things. It was a little weird with the contract extension talks in the off season and, and, you know, got kind of like shaky there for a second before Preller or Seidler just pulled the trigger and just gave him the, the extension. But, um, that wasn't a good feeling in the off season. Like, Oh, they're, they're really far. I think what was the first thing we heard? It was like, they were really far there was like a large gap between what the two sides were offering, you know? Um, I wonder if that's like changed anything and that's, in the mindset of him in terms yeah. of being a leader. It shouldn't because he got the contract, but I don't, he just seems different. He seems different I, this year, man. I don't know what to I, And it's not, it's not that he's not playing the same way. There just seems, he just seems different. Weight of the expectations. No, he just, he seems more like, Everybody just seems very stoic. It's like everybody inherited Austin Nola's like mentality, which is I'm just gonna Sucking. go out there and show no emotion. You're gonna make fun of me because I'm always like hammering on the fact that I, I think emotion is a good thing. They're like, oh, they're professionals. Yeah, you know, well, they should just go out there and play yeah, the game. But hypocritical. Like, I don't know. What do hey, we got? I said it was okay to cry, Adam. I'm also a man of emotions. So don't uh, sit here and make me sound like some Austin Nola stoic. Okay. No, no. Just like criticizing me because my expectations are ridiculous and that I, I want to see more emotion out of professional athletes. It's mm. part of, it's part of the entertainment, yeah. but it's also part of like understanding what's driving the people that are playing for the town that you're rooting for, you know? Yeah, Totally. Yeah. And you know, the, the Padres aren't the Dodgers. The Dodgers are that team that shows no emotion and is stoic all the time and just kind of emotionless because 
you know, it's LA, you know, it's kind of fake. But San I don't Diego, think that's true. I think Mookie's yeah. a, a highly he emotional charge player, and that's why he's one of the leaders. But I would say, Ryan, are you almost saying the uh, Coach CC mindset of acting yeah, like you've been there it's, before? It's, it's, it's how I treat the Dodgers like, oh, well, they're just acting yeah. like they did it again. They carry they themselves did. differently, and that's just that's them. Yeah, I, I don't think the Padres should try to knock off the Dodgers or be the Dodgers. They need to find an identity. Like, I don't know what this team is. Yep. So they still have to figure out who they are and what they're going to be. And I think some of those players at the bottom of the order, especially, need to just forget about hitting home runs and get on base. Well, yeah, let's throw it out here then. If you have a Padres roster that keeps struggling and you have Fernando Tatis Jr., you have Machado, you have Grisham, you have uh, Soto, Carpenter, Cronenworth. You have all these, you know, names. Who who is going to be the one to speak? I up hope. And, I hope and it's Cronenworth because I would love to see it. I also hope it's Grisham. I love both those guys. I want them both to play well and contribute, but they're not doing it. And as far as like yeah. Nola goes, I want Salvador Perez. Man, trade Nola, get Perez. So here's an interesting thought. Uh, A lot of times it's your most tenured guy, not necessarily like the guy who's been in the farm the longest, but the most tenured guy on the team in terms of contracts and who's been there. That's that guy. Everybody right now has got a fresh contract and (laughs) nobody, nobody has really been on the team long enough to speak above anyone else who's been there at the same time and sitting on the same contract, you know? Yeah. Like I was arguing, almost like an all-star roster. Almost like this, you know, we're all, we've all achieved a lot. Look at us. This is fun. Oh, wait, it's not fun. We're losing. I mean, it seems like, it seems like the last two seasons, I'm including this, even though it's not over this season, the Potter's identity has just been underachieving. Well, they they overachieved in their playoff run last year, I think. No, I see. I disagree. I don't think they overachieved. Yeah. I think they lived up to their potential and their expectations that year or in the playoffs. The whole season was mm-hmm. under delivering and not living up to the hype. And then the playoffs, they found it. Why can't they start that now so it doesn't freak all the fans out going into the end of the season? I, uh, They're not the only team with with – that's struggling that has a high profile number of players and, and salaries and all that. They're right, struggling so. the most out of all those teams. <clears throat> I think that is a fairly reasonable thing to say. Yeah, but remember, I did say we we normally do start hotter. So this is, you know, uncharacteristic to the roster that's put together, except for a few guys like Bogarts. But 27 and 14 you know, at least 24 wins three years in a row in the first 41 games. That's just something. And something's off. Something's now the Padres are sitting under 541 games in. I did not see that coming. No, I didn't. Either. Yeah, so we Man. we you flashed know, we were... up uh, Clayton Kershaw crying after our victory over the Dodgers. And I, I guess we whoever <laughs> did that kind of cursed us. because Didn't age well. No, it didn't age well at all. I thought it was hilarious, but it was. now now it's not very funny at all. <laughs> now it's doubly hilarious because it's the only game we fought against the Dodgers. 
Yeah, that team, the team definitely owns us. At least we have a 4-0 win tonight in the books. You know, one thing we were griping about, though, in this last series is Machado grounding into double plays. I don't know how, how many times we've seen that. Uh, do you know how many, um, excuse me, what place he's in since 2012? Third. All players. Correct. Yeah, nice, Ryan. Trivia. Bonus point trivia. Uh, Pujols is number one, Miguel Cabrera two, and Mr. Machado I mean, with 172. Those are some of the best hitters in history, so I guess that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of says he's slow yeah. probably too. Um, but if you're doing that almost 16 times a year, I'm just going to I just love having speed guys on the roster for that exact reason. Oh, do you mean Estuary Ruiz, who's don't, on the A's and leads? Don't talk to me about Estuary Texas. Ruiz because I talked about him all last year with Adam, and I was so upset when they traded him to the Brewers. What a joke! What Classic Padres. Josh Hader. Who's been good? Whatever, dude. Yeah, Ruiz is definitely so. Good season so that's far, though. great. Was he? He would. Replace Grisham if we kept him. Is that what you're saying here, Ryan? Potentially, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wouldn't hate that yeah, at all. Let's let's not play the old woulda, coulda, shoulda with all the people we have traded away, right? Yeah. Um, oh, oh, actually, no, can we, we do shouldn't that? do that. I will be so upset the whole time. No, we we should oh. we should do it, guys. Because look what I put together for us. I have a Friars. All time lineup. Well, I got my Friars all time lineup too, so I'm ready to talk about it. Okay. Can I just well, say one thing before we launch okay. into that? Well, what do you got, Ryan? Your your sure, boy Adam. Brandon Drury got called out this week for turning towards second on a sing, uh, on a single instead of turning towards the the foul foul base side. So okay. he's making little little league mistakes over there. Just just want you to know that. And wait, 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 wait. You're, you're trying to throw Brandon Drury in my face when we have Juan Soto out in left field. You're talking about Little League mistakes. I think you compared him to a nine-year-old girl one time. I might have. Okay. Drury, <laughs> let's, not, let's not throw stones when we are sitting in the Padres glass house. <laughs> I'm just going to – I'm actually going to have you predict, Okay, Ryan. catcher. Benito who, Santiago. Uh, yeah, you're a catcher. Uh, someone whose first career major league at bat was with the Padres. Yeah. Benito Santiago. Benito Santiago. Okay. Correct. It's a good you one. Know, I got another one for you. How about Sandy Alomar? But can you Jr.? consider him a Padre? How about Brad uh, Not Osmus? a great hitter. Good catcher. Okay. But all three of those Padres who became not Padres. Yep. Brad Osmus, not a great hitter. He um, had 255 batting average for the three years. Yeah, he was he was fine. Yeah. He had no power. First base. Ooh. Uh how about how all about right. first base? Who's your uh who's your all time Padre? First base and we let this him one go. was tougher for me. I'm going Adrian Gonzalez too, yeah. Well well I didn't I didn't what? throw him on you there went... for you because Anthony Anthony Rizzo only played 49 games for us. Benito Santiago 
Benito Santiago was the only one who I threw in there who actually. Oh, this is this, oh, is this is a troll all, list. This this, this is, is the, the all time trade the troll list, bro. Padres list. Okay, this is, okay. I, I realize what we're doing now. All right. Yeah, there's a mind shift here. So Rizzo's one. I bet you can't name another. Uh, you gonna Series. go Fred McGriff or Derek Lee? Is that Derek there Lee? I'm proud of you, Ryan. Nice 22 work. games. How do you even 22 know that? 22 games and ended up with 330 jacks. Thank you for nothing, Padres. How about second base? Who you put? Oh boy, in second. Tell me, Brett Boone was originally a Padre. Oh, I'm sorry, but uh, Crawford High School, San Diego local. No, no. Second no. base. So I'll give you the the obvious one is the the Bip oh, Roberts love Bip was Roberts. not really traded away. That's just that's just like the okay. the obvious one. Um, your clue is he is a manager. Oh God, is it another Alomar? He is not a manager anymore. Oh, Joey Cora. Good old Joey Cora. Um, And and this got me thinking. He played second base. He played short. He played third. He played catcher. Bip Roberts played every single position. Bip Roberts, growing up, was one of my favorite players just because his name was Bip. Oh, so much swag, too. So much. Okay, but come on, guys. Second base, you're Roberto you guys are actually You guys actually expect Thank me you, Roberto to Alomar. know players who had like very few games with us between 10 to 30 years ago. We all can... know you form your opinions yeah. in the first three games anyway. So, yeah, I think you'll probably get one. Uh, How about Adam? You, t- you can take a shot at this. A shortstop. I, don't, I, I don't. You know, I, you know I, I a shortstop. The, I played the fifth. Come on. I, you know I it. Just, you know it. Trey Turner. Adam, I, couldn't I, amazing great, defense. Greatest, greatest. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Uh, Trey Turner, uh, first at bat, was not with the Padres. We traded okay. him before. Way before. His f- first major league at bat. So, so Ozzy Smith. It was funny then, because I was watching the, the game. Maybe I don't know if you gave this stat to them or something, but I didn't realize how terrible of a hitter Ozzy Smith was. Yeah, not a good hitter. Oh yeah, yeah. Two thirty. I thought. I don't. Oh yeah. Look at two ninety-five you know, on base percentage. Just Khalil Green, not terrible there. Yeah, and that was just because there wasn't really anyone else who who was a star shortstop who left the Padres. Uh, how about third base? This is this is sad. First career major league at bat is with the Padres. Third base. Mike Lowell. Oh, that's a pretty good guess, but you know what? I will give you uh, Mike Lowell, but I just wanted to make sure everyone knew Cam and Itty's first eight seasons were with Houston. He came to the Padres in his ninth season. So you got Ty France at third base. He's kind of a first baseman nowadays, but I guess you're right. Third base back in the day. Yeah, yeah. There's not much there. How about how about a quick fly through a couple other positions? Left field, Adam, Jason Bay. Come to mind? Uh, first, this the yeah, I'll give you Jason Bay. Uh, but Kevin McReynolds never talked about in the eighties. Drop you, you know big bopper back in the day. But same thing with Greg Vaughn. First eight seasons were in Milwaukee. How about center? Oh, no one. 
No one comes center. to center. Oh, well, that this is our center fielder. I thought Dave obviously. Winfield was a right fielder. Uh, How does that qualify for the all traded away played... team? Not all traded away team. I'm just throwing in some names because uh, you throw Jason, Jason Bay, Bay in center. All, all right, three right games. On. Yeah, three three games in center, and we're on to right right field. The all the all could have been or the all was for a very brief time first career at bat with the Padres. Oh, I don't know right field. Oh, Shane Victorino. Uh good for you. Oh, yeah, okay. I had no one. There's your answer. Okay, starting pitchers all all uh all gone. There weren't many. I I got Mackenzie Gore and Cal Quantrill. Okay. And the the Cal thing is frustrating cuz Cal was 8 and 8 with us. He's twenty five and ten with a three one eight year. I mean, it actually makes perfect sense because the Padres don't give any run support, dude. So, yeah, it makes perfect sense. They also can't develop talent. Yep. Like I don't think Cal Quantrill would be this pitcher with the Padres. So you we're even saying major league talent development, yeah. aren't we? Like like at 100%. the major league level. I think yeah. it's pretty damning and. That fact is backed up purely by the fact that we have a stacked roster and are batting underneath 200 with yeah. runners in scoring position. 2004 like Lakers. The, the, and, and that's the thing is, don't you change your approach when you have two strikes? Yes, you should. You change your approach when you have the bases loaded? Probably should. You change your... I mean... It doesn't seem like anything ever yeah. changes approach-wise, and I don't know. I, I don't pretend to know the game. I, the sabermetric stuff always kind of drove me crazy. I don't pretend to know what people are doing or why they're doing it, but... <laughs> I, okay. I think, you know what? A lot of confidence I think it's there. it's wise of you to question it. <laughs> no, I just know that there, I'm irritated. There are guys who have a two-strike swing. Yeah. Yeah. There's guys who don't have two-strike swings. There's guys who go their whole whole career just have the same just all or nothing swing like did you see joey gallo broke stat yeah test? like crazy he broke stat he hit that ball 520 feet that was stupid yeah i think the padres do have a bad approach though at the plate adam i think it's the you know and something that i didn't value when i was playing baseball when i was younger in high school is the approach when you walk up to the plate have an idea of what you're trying to do and what you're looking for. And if that's off, which it seems like it's off, then I could see how it would be, how it would have a really negative impact on people's performance and their numbers. And it just seems like the approach. And that's where a hitting coach, I think, could come in and say, hey, man, why don't you lay off every slider you see on the outer third and just wait for a fastball high and in or high enough, like middle high, just giving them those kinds of pieces of feedback and suggestion. The only guy that I've, that I've seen, uh, and this is consistently over the last couple of years, not just this year. And this will sound weird because he's slumping. Um, but one guy that definitely, if there's a runner on third, you can tell changes his approach is Manny Machado. He's not trying to hit a, I mean, he'll hit a jack when he gets into one, but for the most part, he's looking 
for just like an easy swing. Just just put the ball in the air and score the run. You know. Yep. If it if it's a gapper, then you're stoked. Um, yeah, just drive it to the outfield. He's the only guy I actually feel, despite all the double plays, he's the only guy I feel confident hitting when we have a guy on third specifically. Because yeah. a guy around a guy on third is different than a guy on second. If there's a guy yeah. on second, like it can't just be that pop up outfield, right? Like, but situationally, I think with the guy on third, he really does just focus on easy swing, get the ball in the air. Yeah. So does the um, is the stink contagious, man? Like, what's going on with Xander? He's come down a lot. Yeah, Xander right now hitting 268 wow. overall. I know that that is quite From, a He was in the 330s there for a little while. Well, there wow. we go. Um, March and April together, he wow. hit about 300. So, so let's call it mid-April, late April, he started to tank. And there's no hitting coach in San Diego to go, hey, man, here's what you're doing different, and here's why you need to change it. Uh, I don't get it. If you need like a big name or something, we have two assistant hitting coaches and we have an offensive coordinator. Like we're a football team now. There's so I, I don't start coordinating some offense, bro. Like what the mm-hmm. fuck? It sounds, it yeah. sounds like Do if something. the players don't know who is the authority on hitting, then they're not going to ask. Why is there multiple yeah. layers of yeah. coordinators? That makes no sense. It needs to yeah. be very clear. Hey, here's the guy you go to when you need to work on your swing. And also, by the way, you need to work on your swing. Not this like committee, because if it's a committee, what if you're getting two separate instructions from oh, two guys on different the days? Worst. Like, yeah, and that could that definitely could be happening. You oh. think you think these guys are coordinating uh every little micro moment of you know BP and you're catching another guy at a different time? You know, I, I would like to think that so. they're more organized than that, but I'm, I'm really, it, this is baseball, right? Like, I'm not going to make any assumptions about that being true. Baseball is one yeah. of those sports where I feel like the preparation is not on the same level as every other sport. Um, and I don't know if that's because there's just simply so many games. Um, but What do you mean by that? Like, you don't think baseball players are watching film and hidden in the cage and doing stuff to prepare for games. Uh, I just mean it's a lot more. There's so many games and the travel schedule is so back to back to back to back. Like how it's just, it's impossible. Um, even what, what is it? Uh, what's that word? Um, I don't know. I'm searching for it guys. I don't know. Um, where are you Sand going? No, I, I just think it's, I think it's difficult to stay organized on that travel schedule. In the NFL, you have one game per week, okay? And so you're prepping for the one game. All the coaches, all the coaches can get together uh, on a it. Monday and got talk it. about the game plan, right? You have, and you're saying, do the hitting coaches talk together? Constantly, yeah, and how could they when it's game travel, uh, game another travel day? Like it's just it's a lot. So I'm not assuming that these guys are talking to each other about like whose swing needs work and what. It's it's which is why you're lacking leadership mm-hmm. there and you're not seeing results, I think, from from that department. 
yeah, it's a spicy know. take. I think it goes deeper. I think it it might be true, but yeah, I I think yeah, it's I think else it's. Too. I they're, they're, I, say, I think it might be organizational because this has been like this for a long time. The Padres have never developed yeah, talent. You don't need to develop yeah. talent okay. when you really have talent on the roster. Yeah, I was going to say it's almost like a like a virus or a parasite in this organization because since 2004, you put all the teams together uh, and the Padres still have the worst batting average with what runners in scoring position. Like, what is that? Are we you just don't, serious? We don't hit. We don't hit clutch. Yeah, yeah. Since two thousand, does not the worst. Does not matter who is like on the roster. The Padres suck at clutch Doesn't hitting. Matter. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 then I dug deeper because I like rabbit holes. So there's three times in history since 1901 that a team with a batting average. Under 250 with runners in scoring position, won the World Series three times. You could still win a World Series, uh, but no one has ever done it hitting under 200. And in fact, the lowest batting average with runners in scoring position by a team, and that team still made the playoffs, was the 1983 uh, Dodgers. They hit 220. Dodgers we're, not even, again. we're not even close to that, Mark. That is the lowest to make Jeez. the playoffs. Your bar is set at two, two, two for a hundred and twenty. You guys want to know oh, what's that's, hilarious? So. <laughs> and that's how we lost our faith, folks. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> the funny part was tonight, four nothing win, no different than any other game because I think two of the four runs were scored on a hit by pitch and a walk, and when the bases were juiced, Padres didn't get a hit. Yeah, I was going to say, last time I looked, they were one for six with runners in scoring position, which would just strengthen the argument. I Look, I'm at a loss. I don't know what to do, where to go from there. It's just kind of like the players have to figure it out and play better. I think they I hope will. so. I, 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 I think Machado's a little too relaxed about it with his approach, like, well, it's the, you know, when we start raking, you guys are going to be, yeah, you better be fans. And at this point, it's like, no, no, you're like historic, yes. historically terrible right now. So, like, we have cause. Well, and also, don't talk about it. Be about you, it. You, like, I don't care what you have to say about what you may or may not do. Do it and then say you did it. I agree. It's not. It's not Man. just the one season, um, though. As fans, you're you're looking at all these long-term signings, and the Potters have been so bad for so long yeah. that you you look at what the team is doing with all those new extensions, and it just kind of scares you, right? Like this is 100%. not how this was supposed to start. This is supposed to be like the beginning of a new era of San Diego Potters baseball, and it's just the continuation of the last era of Potters baseball. Which is we suck. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently since two thousand four. Yeah. Like that's mind blowing. Oh well. Yeah, and and after tonight, we're st- we're still hitting one ninety eight with runners <sighs> in scoring position. We gotta get some stinking. Okay, runs. I don't I don't want to end on this note. So can, can, no, no, no. no let's perfect. let's talk. Let's one thing that is restoring or that you would like to see happen 
this week that would restore a little bit of faith? What do you want to see out of the Royals series that would restore a little bit of faith? AJ Preller trades for Otani. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a great one. <laughs> trades Hassan Kim and Juan Soto for uh, Shohei Otani. Just whoever he wants. Not all, Tatis. All I have a team of one. He's too good. I want to. I want to see. I need to see some games in the next series or couple series where we hit double digits on hits. Wow. Okay, that'd be great. Hmm. Not even runs scored, just just hits. Yeah, I want to see some clutch hitting. I need to see hitting with runners in scoring position. Guys get on second and third, and they're getting driven in. And I want to see it against good pitching. I don't care if they're beating the guy out there on the mound tonight for the Royals. He beat the Royals. The Padres didn't beat the Royals. So I want to see them beat some teams, <laughs> get some hits with runners on, and beat some beat some teams and beat the shit out of them. Oh, yeah. One of those runs was off on a, on a wild pitch tonight. One of them was on a hit batsman. Awesome. <laughs> So yes, he did everything he could I, to give us the game. It. I don't even. Yeah, I don't even think I'm worried about the record at being, what twenty and twenty two or something. I think I'm just worried about like that. It's like duct taped together right now. There's yeah. still a problem. We don't. We don't have a resolution. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, on that happy note, I guess we can wrap it up. alright well thanks for listening guys if you want to email us a topic or tell us something good so it brings our spirits up a little bit you can email us at losingthefaith.gmail.com and it's losing without the G and uh yeah hang in there I know. How many stuff today? How many games did we have? Look at where we've had double digit hits. Like two? Oh, three.